0: Today, we want to um, continue on today in this series of lessons as relates to stewardship. Um, And we started off this series um, talking about stewardship and the essence of what it means to be a good steward. And we all know that a steward, uh, by definition, is uh, simply a manager um, of the things that um, you have. In your disposal and the, the, the Bible talks about um, a good steward uh, in, the, in the book of first Corinthians chapter four, verse two, it says, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. And so that uh, we understand that faithfulness is a guiding principle to being a good steward or a good manager of the resources that God has given to us. Um, one thing to note um, is, in as it relates to being a good steward, uh, today we're going to be talking about the stewardship of our talents. Um, and a talent is simply this, it's a natural aptitude or skill. In other words, it can be something that you just are naturally born with and that you are just simply good with. Or it can be something that you attain, a skill. For example, you can go to school to become good at something. And that becomes a talent that you add to your disposal. And one thing to note um, is the simple fact that we all have talents. Yes. We all have talents. Yes. In the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 15, it emphasizes this fact it says for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods and unto one he gave five talents to another two and to another one but to every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. And so the simple fact that we have to understand at the end of the day is we have no excuses, but because we all, each and every one of us have a talent, whether it be, um, for example, someone um, might say, I have the gift of God. They like to talk a lot. Well, I will have you know that you can actually use that talent for the kingdom of God. It's called outreach. And you can talk to someone and you, be, you can begin to talk to them and witness to them and bring them into the house of the Lord because of just that one simple talent that God has given you. Another talent that you might have is say, I can play an instrument. I can play the piano. Well, God says, I can use that talent. if you would just give that talent to me, I can use that talent for my glory and for my honor. And one thing to note in the simple fact of outreach in all that God has given us, in all the talents that He has given us, if you will simply use it, it is actually to your own benefit. I have simply found this to be true, and the and the, the talent uh, outreach and really just communication. When you are outreaching and you are reaching out to others and trying to bring them into the house of the Lord, it's actually self-beneficial. And so if you actually use the talents that God has given you, you will begin to see it will actually benefit your own self because God always lifts us up. He never leaves us the way he found us speed up, but he always tries to lift us up and tries to bring us higher. He never tries to put us down, but he always tries to find us in the state of condition that we are and he always tries to lift us up. And so he has given us talents. Some are natural and some are learned, but if you will use your talent, God will begin to lift you up and God will begin to give you more talent. And God will just begin to lift you up and lift you up higher such that at the end day you will begin to realize all the talents that God has given you and you will begin to be more productive. You will begin to be more useful. You will begin to be that which you are to the kingdom of heaven because God desires his people to be productive. He does not desire us to be lazy. I'll just tell you right now that the term a lazy Christian is an oxymoron. There is no such thing. You cannot be a Christian and be lazy at the same time. God will he demands return on his investment he demands return and so we ought to be productive not only in the society that we live in but we ought- Uh the amount of people that begin to come in. You know, you can notice as you go to a restaurant, as people just start to flood in that restaurant and they start to become busy. And there are some people that react to that state of busyness. They'll become much more attentive and they'll begin to serve the needs of those customers. Uh But yet there are also others, those other employees that will simply just continue And at the same rate, at the same speed that they're in, regardless of how many customers there are in that place. And it's called stagnation. It's called complacency. It's called not using your talents that God has given you. And it disturbed me so much that I actually began to pray about this. Mm -hmm. It might seem so but it It bothered me so much. I was like, what in the world is going on? How can you it's like you have no state of urgency. There's no sense of urgency about you. It doesn't matter if there's a hundred customers or two customers, you cannot behave the same way. You've got to react to the state of condition in which you're in. If there's a hundred customers, you better speed it up. If not, if I was your manager, I'd fire you. But you have to be productive. You have to have a sense of urgency. And I begin to pray about this. I really began to pray about it because it disturbed me so much and I felt as I was praying that the spirit of God came over me and I just felt in my spirit so strong it was like God says it's because they don't have a vested interest and at first I felt peace about it, I was like okay I feel like I got an answer but what does vested interest mean? And so I actually looked it up. And it has to do with having a personal stake. Uh-huh. A personal stake in what you're doing. Right. And when it comes to the things of God, if you don't have a personal stake, you will become stagnant. And you will begin to die slowly, slowly, as you lift away. And pretty soon you will find yourself leaving the church because you've never used the talents that God has given you, you will become stagnant. You will become complacent. You will become dry in your spirit. You will become unproductive. And you, are, you can't question God why God isn't doing anything in your life. God is saying, I've given you all these tools. I've given everything at your disposal. Why aren't you using the talents that I have given you? You will become complacent. And you will become stagnant in your spirit. And you will eventually become unproductive. And everything will become dry. And you will be to lose your place in God if you are careful. The Bible says that deep calleth unto the deep. We are meant to remain as shallow Christians, but we have to go into the deep. We have to be productive of the church in the kingdom of God we are to be protected members of his kingdom. Yes. Romans chapter 4, Romans chapter 12, sorry, verses 4 through 8, talks about the role of the members of the body of God, known as the church. It says, for we, for as we have many members and one body and all members Have not the same office. We're not all going to do the same thing. But everyone can do something. It says, so we being many. Are one body in Christ. And everyone members. One of another. And it says, having then gifts. Differing. They're different. You and I are different. We are each different. But we each and every one of us have something. to, To contribute to the kingdom of God having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry. Let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth, on teaching, or he that exhorteth, on exhortation. He that giveth. You didn't know that I was a talent, did you? He that giveth. You know, you say, I don't know, I may not be a teacher. I may not be on this platform, preaching or just playing the instruments. I may not be doing anything. The Bible says, he that giveth, that's a talent. You know, one thing that I really espouse to and I hold it very dear in my life, is getting a career, getting a career. I wanted to be a civil engineer. And I had to go through a period in my life where the ultimate lesson, and God restored me, and I'm a civil engineer today, and God has blessed me to be able to work for a great company. I'm not, I'm not boasting, but the essence of it is that God had to teach me a lesson through this, that even through my aspirations and that through my ambitions, I had to trust God. Right. Yes. Right. I had to trust Him, That's right. and I had to depend upon Him. The Bible lets us know that we are nothing without Him. We can only do so much of our own means, and then it's like we hit a brick wall. And it's at that brick wall that Saint God, that God is telling us, say, "I told you, you can only do so much. When are you going to allow me to move in your life? When are you actually going to truly depend on me? I told you I would do you this, but you can only do. So- I'm only going to allow you to get so far when you're going to have to look up." And the Bible says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy path. And so we have to learn to trust in him. We have to learn to trust in him. Amen. We might be able to get that aspiration and attain that admission that we are looking for. But in the end, we have to learn to trust him. Because it's only God that is going to be able to see us through. It's not of our own means. But it's only by the power of God that he is going to see us through to the end. Amen and it's the talent of giving and I learned this lesson that I have to be able to trust God it was a hard lesson for me but in I humbled myself because that's what I had to do in order to see that dream that I had fulfilled and recognize that it was not of my own strength it was not of my own volition. It was not of my own means. But in the end, I only got there because God put me there. Because God took me there. You can you can aim so high in life, and that's good. You ought to. I commend you for that. But in the end, you better recognize when you get up that high. You better not look at yourself and say, "I got here on my own means. I got up here because I worked hard." Yes, that—that is absolutely what it takes. But in the end, you only got that high because God put you there. The Bible says that God lifts up kingdoms and He tears them down. So you better recognize that it was God that put you there in the first place. Hallelujah! It is only by God's strength and by God's power that we can make it through another day. It is only by His strength and by His power that we can say, I made it to the end. I made it to the finish line. I fulfilled my dream. I fulfilled my mission. It was because of God, not because of us. out of the hat, when God begins to bless you, give back unto the Lord. Yes. The Bible talks about Hannah and her husband, Elkanah. Hannah could not conceive a child. And it was her greatest desire. It's like, my desire was, I wanted to get a bachelor's degree and someone's sure to have a great career. For her, she wanted to have a child. That was what was dear to her heart. But she gave it all to God. Right. And what happened in the end? God gave her more than one child. God gave her multiple children. Right. He didn't just answer her prayer, but he blessed her in abundance. of yes, that which she originally prayed for. Yes, he did. And so the note is the lesson here is to give all to God. Don't hold anything back. Don't hold anything back from God. Give all to Him. Yes, sir. He'll see you through the yes, end. He, will. he knows your dreams. He knows your ambitions. But He's just saying, give it to me and I'll give you more than what you desire. I'll give you more than what you dream for. But just give me. Don't hold anything back for me. Give it all to me and I'll give you so much more. Yes. I'll give you so much more beyond your wildest imagination. Amen. Amen. And so when God begins to lift you up in you your bank account begins to grow. Yeah. Remember tithes are the Lord's. Yes. It's required. It's not optional. Right. Because the fact of the matter is if you don't give it God's going to take it some other way. God's going to give it to you somehow. All of a sudden, your, your tire blows out. Yeah. All of a sudden, you have a medical emergency. Uh-huh. And it costs $20,000. And God's saying, why did not you just give it to me in the first place? I would have took care of that. Why don't you just give it all to me? Don't hold anything back from God. Don't hold anything back from God. Give it all to Him. Amen. And it says, for he that exhorteth. On exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth, with diligence. And he that showeth mercy, with cheerfulness. And, and that's exactly how we ought to behave. God has shown us so much mercy. And so when someone else does a wrong, we ought to show that same kind of mercy that God showed us. Right, right. Amen. And as it relates to being a good steward of our talents, excuses don't substitute for action. Right. I said excuses don't substitute for action. In the book of Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 through 12, we read about the story of Moses. How when Moses called him to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. What did he do? He began to make excuses. He began to make excuses. And it says, Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent. I can't speak. Neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But... I am slow speech, and of a slow tongue. I can't talk right, God. You know I have a, I have a speech impediment. All right. But let me tell you something. If God calls you to do something, he already knows what you're capable of. Right. Right. He already knows what you're capable of, otherwise he wouldn't have called you to do it. And it says to the Lord, God made him rightfully so. And the Lord said unto him, hath made man's mouth. Oh, wow. Who do you think you're talking to, Moses? You think you're talking to Joshua? You think you're talking to your brother? Don't you know who I am? I made you. Yeah. It says, or who maketh the dumb or deaf or the seeing, or the blind? The Have not I, the Lord, I make all things. Have i told called you to do something, I want you to do it. Oh. And if you can't do it, I might just find someone else to do He's called you to do something. Do it. It'll be to your own benefit that you do what God has called you to do. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that God gave him a chance. You can read in between the lines that God gave him a chance. And it says, Now therefore go, and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say. Whatever God has called you to, whatever God has called us to, God will equip you. But the first fact of the matter is, God wouldn't have called you to do something if he didn't know that you could do it. If he didn't know that you are capable of doing A lot of times we look at ourselves and we think, I don't know if I can do it. We don't even realize, but God does what we are capable of. And just like the story of Gideon, God knew that he was capable of doing something. Of leading the children of Israel to conquer the enemy. And the Bible says, the angel of the Lord said unto Gideon, Thou mighty man of Valor. And he looked upon himself and what you, and thought, What are you talking about? I'm a mighty man. I'm just I'm just a quiet guy. I don't even know what I'm doing sometimes. But the angel of the Lord says, Thou mighty man of valor, he's not tall. what he was capable of doing. And so it's only when we respond and we answer to the call of God that we can see those true benefits, those true enablements that we are capable of and God will equip us. The Bible lets us know in the story of David that God equipped David with just a few stones to conquer the giant Goliath. And even Moses, as he made one excuse after another, As to why he couldn't fulfill the plan of God. The Bible lets us know that God said unto Moses, What is in thine hand? And he had a rod, a little staff. And Moses answered and said, A rod. And then God said, Strike it down. And it became a serpent. And he said, Take it up again. And it became a rod again. No matter what God has called you to do. No matter what God has called you to be. God will equip you for everything that you need to do. God will equip you if you just simply answer the call of God and use the talents that God has given you. God will lift you up so much higher. God will make you into a great man. God will make you into a great woman for God and for the benefit of his kingdom and his glory. But it will be self-benefit. It will be self-benefit in the process. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Good.
1: You,
0: and even when Gideon led the children of Israel to conquer the Midianites, all that he had in his hand was a trumpet. Wow. Not a sword. Not a bow and arrow. He had a trumpet. Wow. And in his left hand, he had a trumpet. And in his right hand, he had a little picture with a lamp in it. And the Bible lets us know through the story, it is not of our own means, but it's only through the power of God Amen. that we can see his plan fulfilled in our lives. It's not by our own strength. Yes. Some, You know, we may be smart, but we're not smarter than God. And God knows our past, God knows our present, and He knows our future. Sometimes we just have to be obedient to the voice of God. And God is saying, give me your talent, and I will give you so much more. Just give it all to me. Give it all. Don't hold anything back from me. Just give it all to me. And the Bible lets us know that Gideon started off with thousands of men as they thought they wanted to go to war. And the Bible lets us know that through a series of events that God began to dwindle down the number of Gideon's army to 300 people. 300 men. And God led them through a series of tests to see if they really wanted it, to see if they were really attentive to the voice of God, to see if they were really prepared for war. And it's preparation. But if we don't use our talents, there will be no preparation. We will continue to be stagnant. We will become complacent over time. We will become become dry in our spirit. But we have to use the talents that God has given us. We have to use the talents that God has given us. Even if it's just one single talent right, right. just give it to God yes. and God will begin to multiply it, that one talent into yes. two talents into three talents yes. and before you know it, you have like 10 talents and you're like everybody's calling on me now I don't know what to do yes. <clears throat> but it's what you do with the little that you have right. Right. Amen. and God will give you so much more And finally, the summation of it all is a sober fact of you've got to use it or you will lose it. Luke chapter 13 verses 6 through 9 talks about the parable, the story of the fig tree. It's what we do with the talents that God has given us that will determine our end condition, our end state. And the Bible lets us know in the story of Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through 9, it says, he spake also this parable. Jesus said, a certain man had a fig tree planted in the vineyard. And he came and sought fruit therein and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, the one that was taking care of the vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbers it the ground? In other words, why you keep tilling the ground? Why you keep watering this fig tree if it's not bearing fruit, cut it down, cut it down. And the answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone, let it alone this year also. He pleaded for mercy. Just give me a little time. Let me work with this person. God, let me work with this person. I've been talking to him a little while. I know they haven't been moving much, But God, would you have some mercy on me? God, would you have some mercy on this person? Just give me a little space of time. God, would you show your mercy upon me? And I will produce what you want me to. And he said, and if it bear fruit, then well, fine. Okay, I'll do what you ask. But if not, then after. Thou shalt cut it down. Amen. If we are not bearing fruit, God will cut us down in the end. Yeah. I know it's not a it's not a popular thought, it's not a popular thing to preach. But if we are not productive for his kingdom, yeah. we will be cut down in the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whether it's their own stagnation, and then we backslide our own means because we're not using the talents that God has given us or God says that's enough I'm going to cut you off one way or another we are going to be cut off and we're going to be protective for his kingdom we've got to be protective for the kingdom of God it's not a question it's a call it's a must it's a requirement of God he didn't invest all this into us for us to just warm a pew, for us to just sit on our back and do nothing. But God is saying, use the talents that I have given you. Use the talents that I have given you, and I'll bless you with so much more. So much more that you can't contain. But use what I have given you today. Amen. It's a sobering thought. It is a sobering thought. But it's Bible. Amen. It's Bible. And so, the end of it all. My question. All of our question, our response to this ought to be, God, what would you have me to do? What would you have me, do? What would you have me to do, God? Hallelujah. There's a song that I've begun to listen to again. I've heard it before, but it struck a chord with me so much in recent times. And there's this this minister this brother that sings a song and it's simple it says Lord whatever you're doing in this season don't do it without me don't do it without me God give me something to do that I might be productive in your kingdom What would you have me to do? Is it an usher? Do you want me to play